You know, I have to laugh at myself. Oh, wow. Just a prime example of the kind of quality what you can learn here on John Graves Kayak Fishing. Mistakes that you do not want to make. It's like I take one for the team and then I just tell you about it in hopes that you never do the same thing. Allow me to describe such thing. Today was like, what just happened? (laughs) Why did that happen? The lessons learned But (laughs) in the way that it happened, oh my gosh, it was just chaos out there. It was hilarious. So I signed up for the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail football season online tournament. And it goes from like May 1st up until like October or something. And I like those tournaments because you, you know, I don't get out a lot. Uh, But when I do, uh, it's fun to be in some type of a tournament. And those tournaments that are stretched out over a period of of time are a lot of fun. You can have bad days, still go out there and have a good day. It's a a fun way to, um, you know, if you're that type of angler who, who can never really connect to five quality bass, but you can always catch that one somewhere. It's a great fun tournament for anglers like that. And I'm kind of like that angler. I am going to at least catch one or two if possible. I might not catch my limit, but I'll catch one or two of them. So tournaments like this are a lot of fun. I enjoy them. And I want to support the cause at the same time. So most of my tournaments will be Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail tournaments. And on the flip of that coin is the uh, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Tournament. And then one or two national type tournaments. One of them being Lake Chickamauga coming up in uh, June. So... (laughs) I signed up for football seasons. Uh, but I didn't read the species. I just assume it's bass. Right? No. And here in southwestern Ohio, maybe I should have paid attention to it a little bit more. Maybe I should have read the fine details. Rather than just not willy-nilly signing up for a, you know, $30, $35 tournament, you know, and not reading the details. And the details being what species of fish are we going after? Well, here in southwestern Ohio, we do call the smallmouth bass footballs. They're kind of shaped like footballs, you know. But so are bass. The black bass species kind of shaped like footballs. So I didn't really pay attention to it. I was excited to get into a tournament didn't really know. I'm just kind of window shopping tournaments, really. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I just never had it in me to really design my tournament schedule out. 
I have so many other things that are going on in my life that I have to logistically work really around them. So I like to window shop tournaments and I saw this one. Football season, yeah, let's do it. You know, a few months, we'll have a good time doing it, stretching it out, going here and there, but no. So today was really my first day to get out. Started May 1st. Today was my first day to get out and participate in the tournament. So I went to a lake here in Ohio called Grant Lake up in Mount Arb. Not a lot of people have trust and faith in Grant Lake, but I feel there's some big bass up there. My theory is if you see a bald eagle, an American bald eagle flying around a lake and making their home there, it's safe to say that it's a good fishery. There's good fish in that lake. Okay, because eagles do not eat salamanders or flies or anything like that. They eat fish. So I think there's big fish in Grant Lake. So I probably go up there and have a little bit more faith in the lake than a lot of people do. Well, after today, I have a lot more faith in the lake. But unfortunately, I didn't read the rules. <laughs> Check this out, man. So, I... Oh, this is so painful. So I go up to Grant Lake, and I spend about an hour or so floating around the lake. And I'm in the Old Town PDL 106 from Strictly Sailing Kayak, by the way. This this kayak is a kayak I can put right inside the Suburban. I can shut the hatch, and I have everything I need. And I even challenged myself this fishing trip to get out there with as little as possible. So last night I sat around and I went, what are you actually going to use? You know where you are going. You know what lures are useful, what colors work. Pick them out because you've got a limited amount of time. You don't have all day. You're gonna be up there for four hours maybe. Pick the lures and just Get your rigs rack or like rock and roll ready with what you are going to use. I broke everything down to one Plano box full of lures and then one Plano box full of my hardware, my, my terminal tackle, my weights, my hooks, things like that. I had my shallow crankbaits, I had my bladed baits, I had my spinner baits. I had some jointed Rapala, a little bit deeper diver baits. I had uh, the black colors, darker like blue and black. I had white, I had chartreuse, I had crawl colors all in there. Colors that just work in the muddy southwestern lakes around here. And we have had a lot of rain the last couple of days, so I knew the water was gonna be up, that these fish were most likely gonna be pushing those banks. I knew where most of the wood structure was, not seeing it right now 
because those water levels are up over it, but I knew that the water was going to be muddy and nasty as well. So you really do have to just toss in the marching band and just let them bang it out. They need to hear it. They need to see it. They need to feel it. All of that good stuff. So those were the lures that I was taking up there that I was rigged up with. Well, the shallow crankbaits weren't working at all, and it didn't feel like I was making contact with absolutely anything down there. So I switched to my bladed baits, like a chatterbait, black and blue chatterbait, rocked that through there, nothing, didn't feel nothing, man. Tossed a jig up into the banks a little bit, thinking that those male bass at least would get something on board. It's going to be pushing something up on those banks, but no, it didn't. Soon as I switched to the spinner bait, a chartreuse spinner bait with a willow blade and a Colorado blade, a little small Colorado blade, and I trailed that out with a Kitek four inch, uh, like swing impact trailer. Man, boom, hit. This thing hit on the other side of a piece of wood. I you just gotta you have to risk losing these lures in water conditions like this run it up in that wood throw it up in it as deep as you can and it i didn't think it was a foot of water and man this piece of wood exploded i set the hook and my reel was not tightened down all the way to the rod seat and it snapped out, and all of a sudden I have no ability to reel the line in. 30 seconds, maybe 40 seconds went by, maybe a minute, I don't know, it felt like five. It, it felt like eternity as I fought heroically to keep tension on the line with my rod as I pulled in the 17 pound fluorocarbon with the other line and when there is a four pound bass on the other side of that line you get that line bite it cuts right into your skin and I have some nice gashes in my fingertips it it was amazing. I Unfortunately, it wasn't a GoPro moment. It's just you and God. The only people that, you know, there's unless there's some stranger that's, you know, maybe watching you with binoculars. But I, it's, he's got a story to tell. <laughs> it was fantastic. I get this fish netted, and I'm just breathing hard. My head's hanging down like, oh, my God, did that just happen? Beautiful fish. 19 and a quarter inches long. I'm happy to submit this to the online tournament. So I reach around and I grab my catch axe board, which is a heavy board. And I do not have it tethered. Switched kayaks up real quick. I have the tethers. I didn't put them on. My bad. I'm soon to pay the price for that. But I'm not thinking of that right now. No way. I have a 19 plus inch fish that's about to get submitted onto Tourney X. And I, boom, I'm pretty confident it's going to put me in the lead. 
So I get the catch X board ready. I get the tiny tag up there in place. I get everything perfect. I take a couple sample pictures before I even put the fish on the board. I take a couple sample pictures. I look at it and make sure everything's good. I got the space I need. Everything's squared up. And I reach down. I grab that big fish out of the net. He's in the water. She's in the water. <laughs> Whatever this fish identifies at. I don't care. Identify as a long one. And I lay it down. And I make sure that mouth is closed. And it's wanting to hop. And I'm just, oh, no, 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 no. You can see that tail come up. And that tail starts to come up. That fish is going to start smacking. Right? It's only arm or leg that thing has is its tail. When you see those gills swell up, that fish is going to start smacking. When you see that fin go up and start, oh, you want that fish nice and relaxed. And it just finally relaxed down there. I was able to get the pictures. Put that fish back in the net. Don't put it in the water yet and release it. Make sure those pictures are good. I'm super glad I did that because when looking at the pictures, my towel that I rubbed the slime off my hand so I could operate the, the my smartphone had slime all over it. So I had the towel there and the towel was laying over the face of the bass. Oh, so I got to take another. So I removed the towel. I got to take other pictures. Take the towel, put it up behind me, and I do it all over again. This time, the bass was more than willing to work with me. Come on, dude. Let's get this over with. I take four or five pictures. I put the bass back into the net, and I check those pictures, and those pictures are good to go. I always like to do a video release of the bass because you just never know. And it's nice to show people that these things are alive and well when we release them, I think. And so sure enough, I do my video release and the bass goes on to freedom. Oh my gosh, I submit the bass. Sure enough, I'm in first place. No big deal. Uh, Just a couple other anglers have been out, able to get out and do some fishing. But again, it's a a long way to go. A few months with this tournament. But hey, it's a good start. I'll take it with a 19 and a quarter inch bass. Well, then you get a text and it's, your fish is denied. And you're like, what? And you look and you're like, Wrong species? What? (laughs) Well, in the fine print, it's not a black bass species tournament. Football season is a smallmouth tournament. And uh, smallmouth are a fish I don't necessarily go fishing for. And as Billy Chambers, uh, I think, poetically said, well, it's possible that you're going to lose then. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. So I quickly, uh, uh, without knowing about that, right? This is, I got that message when I got home, okay? 
But after I released the first bass, I put the catch board, the catch X board, the very heavy measuring board behind my seat, untethered. Uh, Who's going to need a tether? I'm not even thinking about a tether right now. What can happen? Right? What can happen? So it's obvious that the spinner baits are working pretty good right now in the conditions. High water, a lot of mud. It's windy outside. There's some rain falling. It's just not a... It's not your SPF 75 type of fishing day. It's kind of cold. It's kind of clammy. My hands are a little numb. But let's swing on. So I get everything put up, stowed away. The net's back in the Yak Gadget Low Pro Crate. That's where I store it. It's great. Strong enough crate to hold that thing. I put it right back there. All I have to do is reach behind me, grab it, and swing that net around. If it wasn't for that net, I wouldn't have got that fish because that was chaos pulling it in by my hand. The rods down, uh, the reels up underneath my seat. You can hear it just bouncing around down there. Bird nest up underneath my seat. Looks like a family of rats living down there. It's hilarious. So I rig up a couple spinner baits the night before. So I reach behind me. I grab a 7-2 biohazard toxic series rod from American Tackle with a light tip on it or a fast tip, I should say, which I can really feel the vibration of the blades. And it's such a sensitive tip that I can feel the Willow Blade and the Colorado Blade. Call me crazy. I can feel both of them working. And if the blades aren't spinning, then you aren't winning. Okay? I don't know if I just made that up or not. But if those are not spinning down there, then the fish aren't going to bite on that thing. I can almost guarantee that. Right? So it gives you an opportunity. You want a, a rod that's sensitive. You need the backbone. So a heavy 